Hey, there we go. That's working. Hello, hello. You all right? How are you? I'm yeah. good. No, how are you? I'm doing good. I took a little nap. I was like, I'm tired. I'm going to sleep. So like <laughs> two, three hours ago, I'm like, I'm taking a nap. Fair enough. No, thank you for coming and, and being on the show. I mean, how much coffee have you had? <laughs> uh, no, I haven't had any. No, I could. I thought about it. I should have. But I'm like, no, nah, maybe it one o'clock in the morning it wouldn't be a good idea to have it right now <laughs> i'll be up till four. Oh no <laughs> we won't keep you too much we won't keep you away too much. no no as long as we need to because i i work at home so fair enough that's, it makes that's it easier good. for me to be able to um work whenever and sleep whenever i want that's it's true. also unfortunate though because of uh since I started working from home when COVID all started, mm. I never leave my house. I think I counted one day. I wasn't, I did not step out of my house when I didn't have my son for like three or four days. I had to think, I'm like, have I left? <laughs> oh God. And I'm like, that's not good. Oh, you know? But yeah. I had nowhere to go. So yeah. I'm just like, I'll just stick around. <laughs> it happens. It really does. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Mine's jumping around as well. I'm just waiting for her to sort of jump into shot as she does sometimes. So, yeah. The cat. <laughs> That's it. We'll just let the cats talk about it. They'll be talking about the communicator and that'd be fine. That would be more interesting than <laughs> communicator. I had to watch it and force myself to watch it a second time. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah. yeah. It's with this podcast, we've had some some real stinkers and we've really had to to plow through it. There's been a couple. Uh, last week's is the, the worst it got so far where um, we started reviewing it for about 10, 15 minutes. And then we just thought, you know what? We're not going to bother. It's so boring. We're just going to give up. It's horrible. <laughs> it's it's I don't, and I'll say this one later. It's one of the worst versions of star trek (laughs) particular series i just i've only watched like three or three or four of them this being one of them (laughs) five if you count this that i watched had to watch it twice (laughs) yeah well there you go i mean um maybe communicator will become a a favorite if you watch any more um you just have to see the only way I'd watch another one is if you said, hey, you want to come back on? I'd be like, are we watching that? Yeah, okay, I'll go. I'll try and think of the best one I can think of. and just get, <laughs> just to have Enterprise like shoot its best shot, just to try and get you on. Have me do the last one so you don't have to do it. <laughs> That's it. That's what we'll do. We'll do the last one. Oh, here he comes. There we go. So uh, Dan's just coming in. Uh, so yeah, two hosts who are called Dan. That's not going to get confusing at all. Um, he's done with Carol today. Yeah, he's, yeah. On he's on his wife's uh, account. So yeah, it makes it a lot easier for us because then I can see when I'm editing. Um, uh, mine obviously comes up as Dan and he's Carol. So it makes it so much yeah. easier when putting it all together. Oh, there we go. I'll do the same name just to confuse you. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We'll just uh, we'll call you Dan as well, and then we'll just keep it going. <laughs> we'll call all of us Dan today. <laughs> Space time, the ever expanding frontier. These are the records of the most needlessly complicated rewatch of the Star Trek franchise ever. Its mission: to locate every second, contemplate every eon from outside time to the Big Bang, to the 20th century 
all the way to the end of all existence. To do what no sane entity has ever done before. This is the Temporal Trek Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Temporal Trek Podcast. We are in Chronodate, Season 3, Episode 34 of the podcast and Season 2, Episode 8 of Enterprise, The Communicator. Uh, now this one could be quite interesting because there could be some communication problems between uh, everyone talking about it because some people like it, some people don't. So, uh, as ever, I am with my co-host, Dan. Dan! Uh, how are you, Dan? I'm very well, thank you. Yes, not too bad at all. Ready to, ready to go on this excellent episode. <laughs> You've recovered from the, the nap uh, from the 7th last week that we took. Yes, yeah. yes, I feel rejuvenated and ready to go again yeah. now. So, yes. <laughs> it's always good when you give up halfway through an episode, isn't it? And then just like, <laughs> it is, yeah, it? yeah. it's fine. So much easier. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll do the same here. We don't know. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, we're not going to be alone, just the two of right. us, not in this little office in the Temple Investigations basement. Uh, I'm going to call her up on the device. Christine, are you there? Yes, I am here. How are you both doing? Very good. good thank you. Yeah, yeah. Good to see you. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Much appreciated. Now, uh, now, Christine, I uh, know you through uh, the Star Trek The Next Conversation podcast where we guested on the sort of spin-off show uh, where two of the guys were sort of talking to the fans of the podcast. It was a podcast about a podcast about a podcast. You know, do you think Temple Trek is confusing? There you go. Um, but um, uh, how would the listeners know you? Where do they know you from? Well, the only place they know me from is if... Uh... I was in a film called uh, Bad President with Eddie Griffin, and I played a quirky airhead bimbo secretary. <laughs> and um, you can find it on all streaming platforms. And uh, yeah, it was a complete opposite of me, but I had so much fun doing it. Like I apparently made somebody angry of how annoying I was after he actually spoke with me as a human being. <laughs> I said, well, that's the good thing then that I wasn't being me. <laughs> but uh, other than that, um, you would know me from the Internet or nowhere else. I mean, I do artwork, but that's about it mm -hmm. for now. But for now. now I'm on here so people will know me from here. That's very so true. Go. That's it. That's it. I mean, obviously, put it on your CV. We we tell everybody we can. <laughs> yeah, we'll give references and stuff, so it's all perfect. Yeah. No, the artwork is amazing, though. Um, the the Zabo uh, Zabo artwork is it? I can't remember Christine, the handle now. Christine Zabo art. There yeah, we go. On There's some really good stuff on there. I really like the Superman one, and uh, we were just talking before recording. Uh, the uh, to me, it looks like a bird's head sort of going through the galaxy, but it looks like a nebula shaped like a bird to me. But again, mm -hmm. we were we were talking Rorschach tests and things like that. So uh, maybe other people will see something different, but I really like that one. So yeah, there we go. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Well worth a look, listeners. So um, we're here for the communicator, and I'm, I'm conscious that it is very early in the morning uh, for Christine. So we will go straight into it. But whenever we have a new guest, we always like to ask, how did you find Star Trek? Well, I used to watch it when I was younger on TV, just all the different, any of the episodes that came on. And um, I got older, a boyfriend I was dating at the time had his whole house that was 
like a museum in every room to everything Star Trek from plates to toys and everything. And I was only like 19 at the time. So I'm like, <laughs> you know, and that had scared me. I was like, okay, this is a little awkward because a couple years before that, I went to the movie in 97 with somebody and there was a bunch of Star Trek fans there because it was the opening night i want first contact i think was 97 mm-hmm. yeah and the way some of them were acting i was like okay maybe i shouldn't like this as much as i do <laughs> and so it kind of scared me off after that and then i did a full circle and came back around to it just a few years ago and i've been to watch every version of the star trek that you could possibly find Except for this one. <laughs> that's that's a perfect lead in. I mean, mm-hmm. what are your memories? What are your feelings towards Star Trek Enterprise specifically? My feelings are I am begrudgingly have watched every episode like it's the only thing on and I need something to fall asleep to. <laughs> so I do not like this up this I do not like Enterprise. I and I hate to say that because I love all of the other, uh, my favorites are, you know, um, The Next Generation and Voyager. And I almost didn't like DS9, but then I started watching this and I went back (laughs) and I was like, okay, it's not so bad. (laughs) So I'm sorry, Dan, I I know you like the Enterprise, but it's, yeah, not my favorite, but it's 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 got its parts. Mm-hmm. So, so can I ask you a question then? So what what made you say yes to this then? If is this isn't your your I your sort of give it a try. I I want to try to like it, but this was the <laughs> I'm gonna say this might have been the worst episode to try on for me. Looks like you're like <gasps> There's worse. There's worse. Trust me. (laughs) Christine's been very diplomatic. The amount of hounding and messaging, you know, I just, you know, I beat her down to get her onto the show. That's what it really, that's what really happened. I'm sorry. I just, I like Chuck and I had so much fun on the other thing that we did that, you know, I enjoy talking and stating my opinions on things <laughs> whether people agree with it or not i always find it you know I, you're gonna somehow you're going to agree with me even if you disagree so i think Very that's true. a woman thing now you know that's you just it. kind of have to agree to disagree <laughs> that, that that's that's an ideal thing for a communicator and uh there we go there, look there's a segue right there uh but you know i did have some fantastic uh conversations with christine on uh, cosmic pizza which is the other show i do with the other guys uh paul and sean uh but we were talking about women in comedy and loads of different things so uh, if you want to check that out obviously there's there's more christine so more cv work there we go um right the communicator what we're going to do is go straight into the episode under our l cars rating system now for new listeners l cars l locate the episode basically just chat about the 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 episode have a good old chinwag about it uh breaking it down normally by scene by scene but if there's something else that catches our interest we'll just talk about that uh then we'll go into our cars part of the rating uh, criteria c for consequences or if there's time you want me some continuity errors uh then we go into a for alterations or expansions uh, things we'd want to see changed or something we'd want to see expanded on if there's something in the episode we'd like to see more of in the future um uh, then there are 
two strands to that you've got recommendations to star trek fans is it a good example of star trek and our recommendations to non-star trek fans is it a good gateway drug is it part of the brainwashing kit to get people into star trek i'm wondering where christine's gonna lie on that one (laughs) um and then finally it's s which is really just a setup for me to uh get us started for the next week's episode Right, let's get started. At zero minutes, zero seconds. There's no timey-wimeyness. We're not jumping around the episode at all. Straight in with the episode as uh, one of the shuttles, and I'm guessing it's ShuttlePod 1 because they never seem to use ShuttlePod 2, uh, returns to the Enterprise. And Hoshi, Reed and Archer are stepping out in full alien garb and also makeup as well. So our uh, quartermaster has been busy again, making more costumes, seemingly out of nothing, uh, seems to know how to make the exact fashion choices for the aliens, as we've seen in previous episodes. Reed is talking about architecture and how wonderful it was to to walk everywhere and how amazing it is, Captain. Um, He seems a little bit brown nosy this week. I don't know about you. He feels like he really wants to ingratiate himself on the Captain. Um, they get out of decon, no spores, no viruses. Uh, we're talking about Chancellor Coulteray. And of course, of course, Reed is British. So of course, it sounds like Winston Churchill, because we have no other historical references whatsoever. And his communicator is gone. Da, da, da. Uh, before we get into the credits, any thoughts on the opening sequence? Is it a good setup for the episode? I really like it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pin my colours to the mask straight away and say that I really like this episode. So... This is going to be really interesting for me to um, to battle with Christine. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I really like it. Actually, I think um, what I feel like what they do really well in this bit is that you can feel Reed's just like his stomach has dropped, isn't it? You know that moment of realizing that you've lost it. It might, you know, you can see it. That sort of oh, what has happened? You know. And I think they do that really well. And um, yeah, so it's a good start for me. I had hope when I saw the opening season, (laughs) the opening credits uh, or the opening, you know, thing that we're just talking about right now. Oh, sorry. It's one in the morning. Um, I was like, okay, this could be good. I actually kind of felt the same way about it. I was like, you could see that portion that he's just like, oh crap. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it was... um, (laughs) <laughs> it was also very monotone as a beginning. I feel, I know it's, it's very like, he, to me, uh, he looked like he wanted to cry the entire first scene, even before he knew his communicator was gone. I'm like, why does he look like he's crying from the get-go? Did somebody just hit him? What's going on? Is he, is he going into the brig afterwards? What did he do? You know, but uh, I was I was very hopeful with this scene. Yeah, well, it's because he's not shooting something. Uh, Reed is yes. only ever happy when he's shooting something or firing something at someone. And he didn't get to do that. And he had to talk about arch- architecture and uh, Winston Churchill this week. So yeah, it's a bit, bit boring, really. But, you know, I, I've never got on a plane, then checked my pockets. I don't know about you, but have you ever done the Spectacles, Testicles, Wallet and Watch? Um, or you know, whatever version that is in America. I don't know if there's a different one. But, you know, you're the, 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 the pat down. Basically, just make sure you've got everything in your pocket before you get on the plane. Um, why you didn't do it back on the planet? You know, if, <laughs> it's just basic, basic uh, standard. So if we're looking at consequences for you in the moment, uh, after we've talked about the episode, my consequence is teach 101, Spectacles, Testicles, Wallet and Watch, 
check your pockets. Always make sure you haven't been pickpocketed by some random alien. There we go. Uh, right, this brings us into um, we're going to just hit record and just walk away and let Kurt Christine, <laughs> because as a first time guest on the show, we are talking about the Enterprise credits sequence. Hit record and run. <laughs> it's fucking horrible like what who who got on their knees to pay to get this song into there because this is <laughs> it, it's ridiculous i i just want to slip my wrists uh, you know after listening to it and i'm forced myself to listen to it every time i've watched it I have to turn it on mute, but I didn't do it this time because I wanted to listen to it. And I did, and I can't stand it. And I really think that I want to find the person that decided on this and ask them why, <laughs> why this song out of all the great songs they've had for this, why did you choose this song? <laughs> I don't know why, and you need to be slapped not just once, but like pushed over a swing and then punched in the face because this song is that bad. So so do you like it or not? <laughs> I definitely do not like it. I do not recommend it for anyone. I don't know why it was ever created in the first place. And I was born at that, because that's a very 80s song, but mm -hmm. like, no, it <laughs> should not be on anything ever. It should have died when they wrote it. It should have just burnt and never <laughs> ever again, <laughs> ever, ever. I wouldn't give that to my worst enemy to listen to, wow. not even torture them. <laughs> when I make the supercut of guests and their thoughts on the credits, I think I'm going to leave that one for the end because I think that's that's like yeah. we're going to start on the you know the, the basic like yeah I can see it's all right okay all the way up to Christine's at the very end <laughs> and we'll go from very very calm to very 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 vitriol. Um, I'm very opinionated. <laughs> hey, please do. That's that's perfect. <laughs> that, is, that is the kind of stuff we need on the Temple Trek. Um, yeah, what about the visuals, though? I mean, when we've had people on board, they've said, yeah, the song is terrible. Why did they do it? This sort of thing. But everyone sort of said the visuals were OK. Happy to say, you know, if you if you don't like it, by all means, do say that as well. And from what I saw before I closed my eyes, trying to find my happy place, the visuals were OK from what I saw. But I I, I, I did not very, look at it very long. I kept being like looking at my phone, been like, got to do something else. I got to get through this credit. And those are like the longest credits ever, by the way. I, I can't. Well, it's the, the long credit. road. It's the long road. That's what it's it is. It's the long damn song. <laughs> um, no, I, I, from what I saw when I wasn't looking at my phone during the credits, um, they were okay. They weren't great, but they, for the time, sure, they were great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, the, yeah, the credits, yeah, we've, we've talked about it so many times uh, with so many different guests, and yeah, I've never met someone who said out and out they absolutely love it. They're either an apologist or the Christine, <laughs> they, they really don't like it. Um, I just, uh, yeah, I can't even think why they would do it, given that there was up to that point about 30 years of history of you know classical music and roaring scores and all that stuff. And But if you want to be a bit more hip to the jive and like the kids, um, pick a different song. There's so many different, better songs out there. Well, there we go. Um, 
Right, we're coming to that. We're going to forget the credits. You never have to watch them again. Use the skip intro. Um, and I will say to any future guests on this show, uh, you don't, we don't expect you to watch the credits. We just want you to have an opinion on them. That's absolutely fine. Right, and it can't hurt you anymore. Uh, right, moving on to the uh, scenes. Reed. Reed is now looking um, like my son, trying to find his phone when he can't find it. He is pulling everything up. He is throwing things on the floor. He is going absolutely crazy. Unlike Hoshi and Archer, who are a bit more like my other son, who hears that the other son has lost his phone and kind of wants to show willing that he's actually trying to find it. But it's just like, mm, it's not under there. Mm, it's not under there. They're really not trying. Whereas Reed is properly tearing up the whole plating, trying to find this uh, this uh, communicator. Um, they get to the bridge. They're talking about they saw a lot of propaganda. They, they want to communicate uh, the communicator to contaminate the culture. To pole is sort of doing her very usual uh, Vulcan splaining, as we've been talking about in previous episodes, making sure that we humans know what we've done wrong and uh, go and sit in the corner with the little dunce hat on. Um, uh, Reed is willing to accept responsibility and Archer, as they're going down in the shuttle pod, is talking about uh, maybe you could have a flogging uh, or uh, you know 30 days in the brig or, or 30 years in the brig, uh, which is a bit of a callback to previous episodes in Minefield where he was talking about he wanted more severe discipline. Well, that's kind of a bit Reed in the butt and uh, he now wants to be uh, uh, put a hold over the coals, as it were, for the uh, accident of leaving it behind. Everything up to that point, any thoughts on those scenes? Why is everyone so monotone? <laughs> like, seriously, it's just like they're all they're all Vulcan. Did they, the director say, please act all Vulcan during this time? Show no emotion. Just read your lines. It's like they don't even want to be there to film it. <laughs> it just seems like they didn't want to be there. Um, and going back to the torture thing with him and knowing yes. that he wanted that in previous episodes, maybe he's a sadist. Maybe he just likes that. I mean, that's it. it's the dark, it's the dark underbelly of this episode yeah. or every episode he's in. Maybe. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I agree with you. I think um, I, I thought that this, you know, when he said when Archer said, "I oh, would, you know, flog you," it was like you could almost see a little glint in his eyes, like, "Oh yes, at last, I've waited for this." <laughs> Yeah. You're, expect, you're expecting it to cut to Archer and then it comes back to Reed and he's already got the ball gag in, he's got the whip yeah, ready. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Get the leather I'm out ready. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, it's interesting actually, this episode, um, and this is one of the points when it happened, was I was thinking I might introduce a new a new thing into the 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 um the podcast, Ooh. which is Reed Trids. Mm -hmm. I'm beginning to hate Reed quite a bit. Before Reed was just so sort of, I think Christine sort of hit the nail on the head, sort of monotone and sort of, you know. But there was a couple of times in this episode, and that was one of them. You know that, that there's this horrible sort of underlife of Reed. I think, mm -hmm. you know, I, I I wouldn't want to check out his internet search history. I think it would be very worrying. <laughs> um, He's a he's yeah. So I'm I'm beginning to sort of not like Reed at all. Whereas I was totally neutral about Reed up mm -hmm. to this point, and and a couple of times this episode, I just for all oh, no, that's bad. Yeah. So maybe Reed Reed's. You're a very brave man, Malcolm. Never much cared for the name Malcolm. I was rather growing fond of the name Stinky. You've had too much to drink. Pineapple. It's 
How about 30 years in the brig? Or maybe a good flogging? <sighs> See, you were looking at my hands. You should have been looking at my eyes. Awfully nice. So as my trip hatred is declining yes your read hatred is going up so maybe it's yeah. an inverse thing maybe you know triple could start being nice and i'll like him by the end of the series i know i did like him by the end of the series but uh, that'd be fine maybe you'll absolutely hate reed by the time you'll, yeah. you'll be where i was at the beginning with the uh, with the uh, trip so okay fair enough write a new jingle in my head uh dan when you're editing make a new jingle right okay so uh retreads retreads re retreads. yeah i was thinking retreads, i couldn't quite work it like you know read alert Read, read alert <laughs> i'll have the the british anthem playing in the background yes. and everything like that um going down sir uh right <laughs> but uh yes i i agree with you on this bit it, they were giving out the stats reports as though they were sort of information dumping on the uh, on the um audience just setting up the idea that when they're going to go down there this is paranoid primitive culture um we don't quite know what sort of era in earth history they're trying to mimic here but we know that there's going to be a problem when they go back down there it's not just going to be like in civilization in season one back then where they're so backwards they're middle they're middle ages you know uh, they're not going to know what a communicator is then they don't really have an idea this one might be a bit more advanced there could be a problem with leaving this behind uh right they're getting to the tavern and uh, now Reed was talking about architecture being amazing, but when they went in there, it just looked like a really bad LARPing version of Tatooine <laughs> and Jabba's Palace. That didn't look like impressive architecture to me. It looked like a basement. Some bloke <laughs> didn't get the, the right license to own his own pub, so he just opened one in his mum's basement. And that's, that's pretty much what that, that pub looked like to me. Um, but uh, in fitting Star Wars style, it's a trap, Admiral Akbar. Uh, they go behind the curtain to try and find the communicator because they've sort of been scanning for it and there's some soldiers just in the pub and it's an archer abduction. My name is Jonathan Archer. Yet again, Archer has been abducted. This is now, I think, the fourth time in the season, and we're only on episode eight, so 50% batting average already for being abducted. <laughs> Great fun. Um, they've uh, now got phase pistols, they've now got scanners, and they've got another communicator, so they're further contaminating the culture. Uh, you know, Was it convincing, the little fight scene in the, in the pub? Do you think it was good? Uh, we'll start with Christine. No. <laughs> it was like a slow fight first of all and the the fact that it went immediately they looked at each other and just went out punching i'm like what i've never seen that on any sort of fight scene there's always they just went for it. it's like two angry kids in a in a schoolyard that just don't think first they're just like let's punch each other and it was so strange it was the strangest fight scene. I was watching something a lot older than that. And I'm like, how is this 15 years earlier, maybe longer, before that sh thing on Enterprise came out? How is this more convincing 
than that. It it just <laughs> the the fight scene was yeah, it was like I I swear it could have been um like I think stop motion claymation <laughs> would have been more convincing <laughs> as a fight scene. Because this was it was it was ridiculous. It, <laughs> and and I have to do go back to the the thing about the um architecture. I also feel like they got 16 year old me to put the hippie beads on all the doors for some reason. <laughs> I kept going back to that in the fight scene. I'm like, oh, there's the beads again. <laughs> That's how interesting the fight scene was for me. Dad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to follow that really, but um, yeah. Um, I know I know what you mean, actually. I'll be fair. As I say, I do like this episode, but yeah, there, there's unfortunately there is sort of standard enterprise issues with this and, and just about every episode. So, and that, that one, yeah, I, I like the fact that Archer gets abducted. That makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. And I thought of that when I was watching it, I thought that's great. That'd be another little nod to that. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. It's, it's, you know, they sort of, I, I wonder, I was thinking like, why didn't they just sort of locate the communicator and then beam it out? Hmm. You know, because, yeah. you know, I mean, why they not just do that? Plan. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> they did. They yeah, did sort off. of. Was it Archer or was it? I think both of them actually. They sort of creep into that corridor. They're, they're so sort of shifty looking mm-hmm. that even if they wasn't looking for them, they'd be like, "What are these guys up to?" Mm-hmm. You know, because <laughs> it's just so sort of you know they sort of creep over there as if not just you know. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. It's enterprise, isn't it? And and um, it doesn't always work as well as it could. And the the thing that they'd already been to the pub before, they could have easily just you know um, had Archer sort of playing up. He's a bit drunk, so I just need to find the bathroom. Goes and skips out. Yeah. Looks perfectly normal. Reed kind of hangs back, being a tactical officer. Maybe you know, hang back behind the soldiers so that maybe you've got an advantage. Otherwise, you're punching upwards really high. As he was doing, Reed was like two feet shorter than the other guys, so he's swinging up. So he's lost his all, all of his power. And no, it did look very, very stagey to me. The the yeah. the fight scene was that sort of typical. You know, there's no kirk fu, so again, there's no like really good moves here to sort of buy it some uh, some uh, slack. But this, yeah, it so far the episode hasn't really grabbed me. It's later in the episode that there's something interesting in it. Maybe the execution's not there, but, uh, you know, that's where it starts to get me. But, yeah, at this point, as I was watching it for the third time to make notes, I was going, come on, just, just get on with it. Come on, come on, come on, just just move on with the plot. Um, and so I will do the same for the episode. We go up to the bridge to Paul calls the communicator. So there is a clear ability to signal the communicator why they can't just beam it straight up. You know, they've already established the transporters can, um, you know, beam up cargo, no problem. They've only got a problem with beaming people at this time in this era of Star Trek. So beaming up a communicator, even if it gets fried by the time they get it back, at least they're not contaminating the culture. Um, Calls for Captain Archer. There's no veiled speech. You know, just last week we found out that uh, T'Pol is an uh, ex-advanced spy for the (laughs) security ministry, and she is probably trained in all kinds of spy techniques so naturally when you first communicate down to the planet you name him you give him all the details are you okay uh give her give them your name as well you know there's not like a hey darling uh have you managed to pick up the groceries you know no veiled speech whatsoever any thoughts hey 
So, and I don't know if this is in the next scene, but part of it, when she calls down, she doesn't mention her name at all. She asks if he's there. Oh, I thought she said to Paul. Oh, I don't think she did. Cause I was like, I don't remember her mentioning it. I just remember asking, uh, asking if he's there and all, you know, the typical stuff. I don't remember. Now I've got to go back and watch, but I've watched, watched it twice in a matter of two days. I don't remember her watching. I'm like, you that's bad right. They did. I don't, don't want to watch. You, you, you don't you have to watch it again. You don't have to watch it again. I'll, I'll go back and watch and I'll, I'll you make go sure. back and watch it. But yeah. yeah, I, I, other than that, I, I, I don't know. I feel like a teenage girl wrote it because everyone's always either angry or they look sad in there or just no emotion. Like they're dead behind the eyes. I just, that's what all the scenes are like to me. I'm like, it takes me back to when I was a teenager. I'm like, I hate everything. You know, crying one second, no emotion the next and angry. But other than that, I really have no thoughts about it. <laughs> Any thoughts? Oh, but no, I think you're right. I think, um, I don't remember him saying to Paul either. I think you've you spotted something there. Mm. Um, but also, yeah, I think you're right. What I mean, you know, Captain, that sort of, you know, if they're obviously worried that something's happened. Mm-hmm. So either they've sort of fell down and broken their legs or something, or, you know, that something else is going on. So to say Captain straight away, I think like he says later on, the, the, the um, general, you know, you're a captain, you know, you're not a pleasure boat captain, are you? You're obviously in the <laughs> army, you know. So straight away, she's dropped him right in it. Yep. You know, if there is somebody sort of listening or next, you know, standing next to him or something, you know. Yep. So, yeah, yeah, just lazy writing, unfortunately. Just a few yeah. scenes earlier, they just had the, the deadpan dump of information. They're propaganda. They're full of suspicion. Yeah. You know, there's problems here. Um, don't, uh, you know, use language that immediately shows you that he's military in any way or trained in some way uh, and is in charge of people. Cause now there's so many things they could use in that interrogation. He's whispering. It's like he was getting ready for a sex phone call <laughs> operator job afterwards. He was whispering the entire thing. I was like, what's going, is this a secret? <laughs> Why is he whispering? He's the guy in charge. <laughs> That's very true. Oh, you're seeing all kinds of things. This is brilliant. I'm going to make so many jingles out of this episode. Um, right, we move on. The compound. They get taken to the compound. Uh, very Cold War-esque. I don't know about you guys, but the imagery kind of looked like uh, if they crash-landed in uh, Eastern Europe or maybe even Russia in the Cold War, maybe the, high, the 50s, maybe the early 60s. Eastern Bloc, you know, it's all militaristic. There's turrets everywhere, everything. We get the interrogation. Uh, we get um, this guy who's in charge, but it, I don't know about you, but in previous episodes, we've had Archer abducted by other people, people who are like Jeffrey Coombs as Shran. We've had um, uh, Dean Stockwell as General Gratt. And at each time I was intimidated by that character. They really brought something to it. This guy, bit of a wet lettuce, maybe just, you know, there's, he didn't seem to have that kind of control over his interrogation that the other two have had in previous episodes. Um, he was straight in. There wasn't even kind of a like a, oh, how are you? You know, how was your stay? And, you know, trying to be nice and befriend them and then get angry as the episode goes on, as General Gratt did, as Shran did. This guy is straight in with the interrogation. He's already angry. He's straight in there um, and kind of gives away that he already knows a lot about them. He's giving all of the information to them and they're really giving nothing to him. He is the worst interrogator. Any thoughts on the interrogation scenes, the first scenes? Uh-huh. 
<laughs> I, I, it just as an actor it just makes me angry i'm like they got this and i can't get a damn audition <laughs> this makes me angry yeah no the the interrogation scenes all i'm just you know even the to the him sitting back down like he's hurt like it's so fake it's my kid can do better without trying when he's not hurt and he's pretending to be hurt too. I mean, it's just, it's like, uh, uh, uh. it's, it's like one of those c- comedy out hurts. Like, you know, <laughs> you hurt your knee, like Peter Griffin during, uh, you know, it's one of those. It was just, it was bad. Uh, everything about it, like d- immediately punching. And after you give, don't even give the person a chance to answer the question. It's uh-huh. and it's almost like a, I, we, I don't know. I've talked to, it's like almost like he's bitch slapping him. <laughs> it's not even like a real hit. Make it believable. Cause I could punch better than that. And I don't like to punch people. So <laughs> a, I, I'm going to be grumpy about every scene. Yeah. So. <laughs> Dan? Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head a little bit there with um, with Colonel Gratt. You know, the, the difference is noticeable. Um, there, there's definitely, as, as Christine said, there's no sort of build-up. There's no sort of, you know, sort of um, asking a few questions, sort of not quite happy with the answers, then start the, the whacking. Um, <laughs> it's just straight in with, like, you know, sort of punching them for no apparent reason, really. Um <laughs> And what I'm realising as we're talking through this episode is that I really like this episode, but I'm beginning to see Christine's <laughs> point of view. She, she, um, I'm she, turning uh, you to hate it. You, yeah, you you, um, you articulate it very well, I have to say. Um, <laughs> I'm beginning to, yeah, I was very positive to start with, and now I'm sort of seeing the, seeing behind the vow and seeing the... Uh, the cracks the in the, the makeup the, as you're yeah, being exactly, ripped the cracks, away. Yeah, but no... Um, <laughs> I do like, I still do like this bit. I think this is where the episode starts to get going a little bit. Um, I, you know, it's funny because we've seen this this scene like four or five times at least, haven't we? It's it's a sort of stock archer abduction scene. Um, and yeah, this probably isn't the best one of, of the, the ones we've seen. So, but yeah, it, it, this is the beginning of the episode for me. This is where it starts to be more interesting that, you know, there's something going on. There's a, that I don't know if peril is the right word because I think that's putting too much quality on on the thing. But that certainly you can see that the the issue of the episode is has arrived at last. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've taken a long time, a long road, you might say, to get the exposition oh. to this point. Uh, yeah, sorry, I have to do it every episode, Christine. I'm very sorry. Um, but yes, uh, the punches lead to the makeup being ripped off. You know, Flox's finest work. Um, one of yes. his many skills being the makeup artist on the Enterprise. And of course, they get red blood, which this species do not have. Um, and that leads to needing a full examination. And uh, bef- just the look on Archer's face that he's going to be taken for a full examination. It's like oh, every time I get abducted, every single time is a full examination. You could see it in his eyes that he could just imagine the plastic gloves being snapped just as he's about to be going for his full examination. You know, honestly, I have to say about this, maybe this was a good episode because now I kind of want to watch more of the episodes to see if they're Ooh. better. Ooh. It made me watch the word. I'm like, they can't all be this bad. <laughs> can they? I have, some, I, mean, I have some terrible, terrible news for you because believe me, this is a good episode. 
Oh, okay. So I'm not going to watch it. Then I, 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 I appreciate it for its badness because it makes me be like, I appreciate things that I've thought were horrible before on other shows. I, I appreciate them a little more now, you know, I, and I feel bad for the actors in it too. So. Start with the last episode of season two and then go mm. from there. Okay. Don't, don't bother with season one, season two. Okay. It, if I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've seen a couple that. of them, but it had to have been past season two. Cause I actually sat through the whole episode and didn't want to stab my eyes out. <laughs> <laughs> so it had to be after season two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a weird thing. It, it, it's a, a show of two halves the season one and two you can see what they're trying to do they're trying to build it all up and, and show all the the dangers of being the first people out in space and then it's season three and four where they kind of settle into it a bit more there are still some clunkers in there there's not all that good episodes in there but yeah it's certainly a better pace for for what's going on um yeah i can't even think of a an episode straight yeah, off the top of my head, but I would it. say you can't think of like a really good episode. A really like one to anything. run to break what this episode does, and this is better because we've recommended episodes from the previous season as good episodes of sort of Star Trek, but they do fall on some of the tropes that are already in this episode, so it's very hard to see. Um, from the interrogation scenes, we get a, the briefing scene, and Hoshi, Trip, and Travis. Travis has something to do. Um, sorry, uh, this is a running gag uh, here, Christine, uh, that Travis Mayweather, who is the pilot for the Enterprise, as you well know, um, is very rarely given anything to do. And he at least has a few lines given during the episode. He doesn't actually do anything, but at least has a few lines. It's not like, oh, where's Travis this week? And just completely forgotten. Um, he's uh, talking about how they're going to use the cell ship. Trip has been working on it in his spare time but has spent the last, what is it, 20 episodes that we've reviewed so far talking about how he has no spare time, hasn't purged the impulse manifolds again. Now, this is at least six weeks of clogging up that he hasn't purged now. Um, he's uh, been working on it since Shockwave. Now, again, timey-wiminess. They should have two cell ships, shouldn't they? They should have the one from Clang in, back in the pilot, and mm. they should have one from Shockwave where they abducted Silic. So they should have two cell ships rather than just one. So I'm wondering where the other one went. Uh, did, did Trip lose that one? Uh, is that cloaked and it's just sitting in the car bay and there's, there's some ensign walking around trying to do mine work, trying to find it? Um, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, they should have two cell ships. And wouldn't that have been really interesting in some of the other episodes where Archer got abducted, like detained, like Desert Crossing, like Shadows of Bajem, like this and like that? Just have a cloakable ship. Go and get the captain who's been abducted again um yeah lots of different things um wrong with that uh any thoughts on on that like they forget what they've written in previous episodes but like the fans aren't going to notice it it's like the writing the writers weren't thinking mm -hmm. um and for me i wouldn't have known because i haven't watched any of episodes one, uh, season one or two so <laughs> i wouldn't know that but you guys have so you you know Mm -hmm. what's been in there so yeah that's just bad writing i mean <laughs> this was like what was their budget for this i mean they couldn't have done it and said it was like you said said it was cloaked i was thinking i'm like maybe it's there but it's cloaked you never know <laughs> um or to just make an excuse as to why it's gone because you know somebody stole it or it was going to explode or something mm -hmm. um <clears throat> that was a weird scene 
Mm. Uh, but that's how I am with every scene in this. But actually, his character I enjoyed the most out of all the characters. Mm. He had the most personality out of all the Vulcany type personalities that were interesting. But even still, something was weird about him. Maybe it was only he was more the most interesting to me because he had the accent in it. Uh, you know? Well, it. the Texas accent. It's Texas, right? I assume. Uh, he's, Florida, isn't it? He's supposed to be from Florida. Yeah, yeah he's meant to be from Florida. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Okay, <laughs> screw that. Now I'm confused. Wait, he's supposed to be from Florida, but he has the accent. It sounds like he's from Texas. Am I yeah. thinking the same person? No, he's he's more south of Florida as well, so he's not even near uh, like the the northern end of Florida. I don't think I've ever met anyone from Florida that sounds like that. <laughs> I have friends that live in Florida, <laughs> so okay. He still has the most personality, in my opinion, for the small time he had where I was like okay I at least like his facial reactions to certain things <laughs> at least there was a facial reaction <laughs> but um yeah no I still if I yeah and if he's not there that much he's obviously not a likable usable character that much but mm-hmm. the scene for me it was or in this episode at least I at least appreciated it but maybe that's because he was only there a little bit so right <laughs> well, uh, Trip, yeah, Trip is the engineer. Trip's the one who eventually gets his hand completely cloaked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, he's he's in it quite a lot, and he is the main engineer. And sort of what they were trying to do with the Enterprise, you've got uh, Kirk, Spock, and Bones. So um, you've got that trifecta. They had Archer to pole and uh, Trip, and sort of trying to have a, a three character um, thing going on, a trinity going on. Um, but yeah, over the episodes, uh, certainly season one, Trip has been the focus of my hatred to the point where we've actually got a dringle for traitred, trip hatred, um, because he just winds me up so much. There's bad fashion choices, uh, uh, needlessly aggressive with all of the other characters, um, constantly putting to pole down because she's a Vulcan. Um, just he winds me up no end. Um, so it's interesting to see someone coming in and say, actually, he had more personality than everybody else because I've never seen it that way. So that maybe maybe this is the turning point. Maybe this is where I'll start to like him. I don't know. As a uh, read, uh, read hatred will start to pick up after that. Um, but yeah, Travis, Travis was uh, standing around saying, oh, this would be really e- uh, easy if we had a button named cloak, uh, yes. which is a little callback to when we watched Star Trek four back in 1986. Um, and obviously they were talking about where's the cloaking button, where's the button, and Scotty and Sulu and Chekhov are trying to figure out what button does what. So it's kind of a nice little callback, nice little trope there. You know, the button is never a lot, just marked cloak. Um, uh, yes, but the hand gets cloaked. Now, this jumping forward to almost the end of the episode with the rescue, why why did they bring this into the episode? Like, that could be a really useful thing to have an invisible hand, maybe to you know free your captain from uh, incarceration. Um, they never seem to use it. That you know, yeah. At the end, when he's like pointing the phaser outside the cloaked ship, why did he yeah. not take the glove off first and roll his sleeve up so there's just a floating pistol in the air and he's just firing? Like that doesn't. Why introduce that thing to the episode and not bring it in? Any thoughts? I think. Um... Basically, they 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 had a, 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 a effects budget, and they thought <laughs> they'd use it. Really, uh, 
because uh, again, I suppose it, you know, it's it's almost good. It's quite sort of you know, it's it's sort of I suppose what it is. It's the sort of thing that would happen if you were mucking around with alien technology mm-hmm. and you didn't know what you were doing. You know, you'd have <laughs> accidents, and and this would be the sort of thing that happened. But I mean, there's that sort of bit at the end with the hole in his hand, which is a sort of jokey little bit, and. You know, and there's there's sort of the flock scene, which is quite nice with Flock sort of saying, you know, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, just hopefully it'll come back, it'll be all right, don't worry about it, you know. Um but yeah, there is no sort of um story point to it. I think it I think it really was, you know, we got this opportunity to do something quite clever or mm. what we thought was clever with a bit of CGI in two thousand and one <laughs> and it'll look quite cool, really. <laughs> well, going back to the uh, why isn't there a button that says cloak is because they're cloaking the cloak button. So, oh, uh, genius. Know, the cloak button. genius. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, it was probably they needed something interesting in this episode. So they're like, oh, let's make his arm disappear for a little bit. <laughs> maybe that'll interest Maybe that'll perk their interest. We know this is horrible. Um, yeah, it, I, I don't feel like it. I see where they were going with it, but I don't think it really served a purpose. Mm-hmm. Even like you going ahead, the thing, the hole at the end, I'm like, oh, that's cute. No, it's stupid. You know, <laughs> um, but I, I guess they felt like they needed to do something. Maybe mm-hmm. they had extra time, so they had to throw something in there. They're like, okay, we have this many minutes we've got to use. Let's just do this, you know. <laughs> Let's make his hand disappear. And he looks so angry and constipated during that too, though. <laughs> In fact, if you look, if you go back and watch it again, a lot of them look like they're angry and constipated. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they needed X-Lax before this episode. <laughs> So not the communicator, the constipated should be the title the of the episode. That's the constipator. That's what this episode should have been That's Nice. Very nice. Uh, <laughs> speaking of not being constipated, uh, we go back down to the compound and there's second interrogation, more punching, uh, this time not for the kidneys. Now, it's a big trope for the archer abductions that it has to be a punch to the kidneys. This time they seem to just be exclusively in the face area. So I don't know whether like Archer said, look, I, I take a punch there all the time. You know, you saw me you know, try and gingerly get back onto the chair. Um, it's because my my kidneys are failing. I've been punched so many times by different avian species. That's it. How about you, Dan? I've got a, a theory. You just you just um, set off a thought in my head. Ooh, um, perhaps they haven't got kidneys, so they don't know to punch them in the kidneys. Genius. That's it. That's it. Well, it's not. Yeah, it's not on the X-ray, is it? They don't realize why he's got the useless renal. That's it. That's what it is. So they don't know that that's a vulnerable spot. So they just think it's all about the face. This species are clearly just uh, just so focused on the face that that's it. They don't care about all the other pieces. Um, But this is, I think, where the 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 episode at least gets interesting for me because now we're talking about proper paranoia. You know, what if? Uh, aliens had crash landed in Russia during the Cold War, what would they be doing? Now, this is something we have seen in Temple Trek, where we went to the 40s and we had little green men, we had the aliens, we had the, the Ferengi crash landing in Roswell, New Mexico. But what if it had happened for the other superpower at the time? What if the Russians had got hold of phase pistols and were gleefully shooting them off at barrels for some reason? You know, it's a military compound. Why don't you have targets? I, I don't know why. Um, uh, anything to do with sort of the paranoia and really the theme of the episode you know where um where do you think 
uh, this culture would go now that they know that there's potentially another species out in space. I, I, I don't, I, I think it's that particular scene where they're looking over the doctors there and they're looking at all the stuff and again, no facial expressions with anybody, but I get that in this scene, particularly because it's more serious, but the idea that, you know, there, there's other, might be other alien people out there, but now they're talking about, and I think that's the same scene as they say they're, they're, I'm trying to think of the word, my brain's not working. Uh, they've been genetically enhanced. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That the same scene that that's we're in right now, right? Yep, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that I thought that was a smart move on his character's side to do that, but then it did make it worse for the not wanting to mess and, and you know, dirty up an alien race, you know, not you didn't want to do that kind of situation. It did mess it up, but the I just I don't know. I, it was a weird scene for me overall, but I did. This is kind of where I was like actually paying attention to it more or less. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, you know, going down to the different, they've got extra, uh, less vertebrae or extra vertebrae. And mm. They've got the uh, useless renal <laughs> gland or something like that, I think he said. <clears throat> and then the iron in their blood, which is toxic. And then the yeah. doctor testing it. And then ultimately what they decide to do, well, what we should do is this, <laughs> and then we can know for sure, you know, you can see it coming. Mm -hmm. but at least it kind of explained things. And I guess you, you could definitely see where the fear would be for the, the, the people for the mm -hmm. race, because now they're like, Oh shit, is this another race or is it even worse? Are these genetically enhanced our, our people, but now they've been improved upon, mm -hmm. you know, and as what they're saying true. So yeah, there's that fear. So that's, was kind of nice to, feel that one portion I'm like oh the writing's good here I kind of <laughs> like it was reasonable good considering but yeah I it was kind of on offish for me for this scene but yeah um, yeah I think I, I enjoyed this scene because I think you're right <clears throat> excuse me there really is th this sort of this moment where they they're suddenly think oh shit you know are there aliens and then there's a whole implication of, of aliens and, you know, the, the sort of look at the sort of fears that we have as a society around, you know, you look at sort of the films that have been made about aliens and stuff. And it's often they come and invade and they destroy society and all that sort of stuff. You know, it's not that often when you have a nice alien, <laughs> you know, um, which is so that, that's one sort of paranoia, one sort of fear. Um, and they're, they're sort of technologically advanced enough to be at that point where they can sort of think about alien life and that sort of stuff. So it would maybe be in the culture. Mm. But then when when Reed says about being enhanced, in some ways I agree with Christine that I think it's more scary for them because suddenly they're thinking, hang on a minute, our, our enemies, our direct enemies, you know, the the people we're about to fight with, it seems have got this advantage that we haven't got and they've got the weapons and they've got the, the, the enhanced um, the enhanced soldiers and stuff. So I, I really like this little scene because I think it, again, what it's doing is it's, it's giving a point. Why, why, are, why are these aliens reacting to these people the way they are? Why are they reacting to, to trip an archer the way they are? Mm. And it's understandable because they're in this sort of, as you say, probably like a Cold War situation, which is about to go hot possibly mm. so that they're, they're you know so they're at, they're at alert 
you know they're already sort of you know paranoid about their their enemies and stuff and and suddenly you've got this sort of real sort of curveball thrown into the mix for mm. them which suddenly says you know these guys have got a real massive advantage we've been, we've been developing technology we've been developing weapons and stuff to, to sort of equal them and, and to fight against them and suddenly possibly they've got found i think he says you know they could have thousands of these soldiers mm-hmm. you know so i think it's a, it's a good scene because it, it it does again it ramps up the risk for the the group i don't know if the group's named i know it's nope. the the alliance is the opposition isn't it mm. yeah but i don't think they're named but um yeah so again they mentioned I mentioned their name in this no i don't think they do no no um so i like this this scene again i mean i think um um archer's probably thinking oh god i'm gonna get hung again <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> you know <laughs> you know i've had the, the the um the 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 full investigation was bad enough but this is obviously getting worse <laughs> um <clears throat> i really like the bit about the the iron being poisonous Mm, I just yeah. like that because it makes them more alien. I quite there's something about that just nice. Although it does make me wonder how they developed their technology. You know, when was their Iron Age? Yeah, they, they obviously didn't have an Iron Age. So how did they sort of develop? You know, sort of iron they just, stuff. They skipped straight to bronze, and that's it. They just yeah. missed out the Iron Age. It's absolutely fine. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, the alienness of uh, the fact that they've got uh, red blood, it makes them more advanced and uh, you're giving them the idea that uh, genetic engineering is even possible. And yeah. as Archer will say in a future scene, they haven't even split the atom yet. Um, they're introducing concepts that are well beyond what they are. It did make me think, though, what exactly is that going to do? Because if they think the Alliance is so far ahead of them, a preemptive strike would be useless they think they're going to get obliterated so what would be the point uh yeah if they think that they've only got a few this is a prototype they haven't actually got uh a um a set of soldiers as it were they've only got two spies who've been enhanced with one or two bits of technology that looks really advanced um again but if they're going to invade them or if they're going to you know heat up the cold war what's that going to get them uh they're just going to fight against people that are already presumably at the same technological level as they are um, it, it, I just wondered, you know, is there really an impact here? Or when they get taken, when they get rescued, is it going to be brushed off as like, oh, you know, that, you're that crazy general we talked about, men from the stars. Turned out it was, uh, what was it, genetic enhancements? What, what on earth is that? Um, is this going to be swept under the rug? Is this going to become, you know, a Roswell situation where there's conspiracy theorists and all this sort of stuff? Or is it just going to be, you know, um, a, a reason to stop the war? And actually, mm. our, our, the Alliance enemy is so advanced, we might as well surrender now and actually lead to the downfall of whatever this culture was. I think it could actually help them, it, it, which is why, you know, you're, you're in, I, I change it, what I say every time, infecting a, a, a civilization. Mm. I like change it every time. Um, because I think in a way, the people that have seen them and have been involved in this situation, this alien species um, or their alliance, whatever they want to believe it is, um, it's going to be kept between those, you know, the, the, the security, the, the people, the military people, but it may make them move their asses a little quicker to advance further 
So then maybe whatever might have happened with the alliance either gets resolved or they now have to they don't have to worry about the alliance because it sounds like from this that the alliance is quicker, faster and stronger than them anyhow. Mm. And that's why they're kind of trying to hide out. So this might give it more of a fair fight if they fight. Mm. But it also will make them advance now in a way is they just saw these phasers in these communicators. They don't know how they work. They did ask questions, but somebody on their team that we don't see in the background had to have looked at this stuff mm -hmm. and wondered what it was. And now that's going to be in their head. And it's like just a ball rolling down the hill. So it could help them in a way if it advances where now it can stop a fight with the Alliance or they now saw a floating magical machine, you know, <laughs> you know that kind of thing. It, it could help or it could harm, but it could advance their civilization or it could be the downfall. But I think it would be more of an advancement for them. Yeah. So it's almost uh, when we had sort of the nuclear deterrent program sort of sparking, you know, you, the Soviets make one advance, the U.S. pushes and goes well up. So therefore the Russians go up. So, yeah, I suppose it could be the spark. For... one up everybody. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, any other thoughts, Dan? No, I sort of agree. I think there's a risk. The problem is that these, this the the risk is that they, as you, as Christine says, they sort of, someone's checked out the, the phases and stuff and they, they're able to develop a version of that. Mm. And that actually makes them feel more, more powerful, I suppose, or more, more able to take on the Alliance. Mm. I mean, it's, I guess this is a, this is a, for a, um, a discussion for the um, alterations and expansions because mm. the obvious expansion is to come back in 50 years time and see what's happened, you know, mm. because, mm it would be interesting to know how how it's affected the society mm. uh moving on to the scenes then um we've got trip and travis in the cell ship they're almost going to be fixing it and there's a little talk about what we're going to do with the the invisible hand is he going to become a world-class magician is he going to uh be a great poker player and now travis says um it'd be great for film night and then there's a pause yeah and then for stealing popcorn so is this, and now this is another thing, Christine, I apologize. This is another running segment. Is this an, a, a sexy trek? Is this a creepy trek thing where they're trying to bring in the whole, oh, we're talking about sex in this episode. Mm -hmm. It's a hand job in the cinema. Mm -hmm. um, are they doing that or are they genuinely thinking just stealing popcorn? No, I think it is. It is Brandon Braga and I can never remember Brandon and Braga. I always get mixed up with <laughs> Bremen, Berman's, Brannan's, Bergers, Berman and Braga, yeah, it's them, isn't it? It's them sitting in the writers room, going, we have a little bit of innuendo that'll keep everyone happy. It's it's so funny. Everyone loves the innuendo in this episode. Yeah, it's it's ah, yeah, yep. Yeah, I feel the same way. There's there's no way it's not a sexual innuendo. I'm sorry. There's just no way. Like to even add, they should have just left out to feel the popcorn. Just leave it at that. We know all know what it is. We're all mostly adults, at least mentally sometimes. You know, we know what it is. Just let it be. We're you know, the people watching that, I know you want to be cute and make somebody laugh, but it it was more of like an eye roll, like, oh. Really, you just said to steal the popcorn. What you're not stealing popcorn if you're on a date, you're sharing it. Yes, 
There you Are go. Are you stealing it, really? Mm-hmm. The, unless you're stealing it from somebody else in the theater. And that's <laughs> maybe but, taking yeah. it. Maybe taking it from Flocks. Flocks does like to steal other people's food, as we've seen in other <laughs> he episodes. Uh, he takes food off of other people's plates. Maybe it's revenge on Flocks. Uh, but there we go. Um, now we get sort of the rescue plan. The cell ship is going to be going into the atmosphere. Um, they're going to be uh, pursued. Actually, this is now, uh, again, recurring temporal trek tropes. Third time, a fixed-wing aircraft has attacked anything to do with the Enterprise. Fifth time, we've seen a fixed-wing aircraft attack something in Star Trek. So there we go. It, it, it's a running total, very silly statistics. Don't worry, Christine, it's absolutely fine. Oh, no, no. Looking looking yeah. confused there. Um, but yeah, uh, so again, new trope for Temple Trek, the fixed-wing aircraft. When it's early days of Star Trek, it's fixed-wing aircraft. When you get later on, maybe there's a bit more shooty-shooty, bang-bang with uh, phasers and, and plasma rifles. But this time, it's all about the jets. Um, we also get a scene with Reed and Archer in the cell. And I think this, for me, was my favourite part of the episode where it's Reed and Archer talking back and forth about, you know, do we give our lives to protect this civilization when they want to do nothing but kill us? Um, we could have, you know, a good old time, bring him up to the Enterprise and laugh about how he almost sent us to the gallows. Um, a bit of gallows humour. Uh, any thoughts on this particular scene? I have thoughts on every scene. Um <laughs> I, I did like when he was like, well, maybe we should tell him who mm-hmm. we are, you know, and make an, uh, you know, maybe he'll bring us up there. I kind of wish they would have went there and actually told him because it might have saved this whole let's get hung and mm-hmm. the bang, 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 pew, pew, pew situation and the stupidity that happens. Because um, it might have happened if you just, that's why I never lie. Lying, I get, but they've already infected the culture. So, like at this point, <laughs> why not just go for it? Just tell them the truth. You know, what's it going to hurt? Mm-hmm. You've already s- screwed the pooch in that way. So, <laughs> just continue with it. Um, and the fact is that you know, then they get them getting really sad with the, well, they'll you know go on and and they'll come to get our bodies they're the pause <laughs> was like very i'm like is he doing a throwback to shatner with the with the pause in there? <laughs> because there was the pauses were ridiculous but it's just like it's almost it was going back to again i feel like a teenage girl directed this because it's like oh my god you're so kind of over dramatic with it i know you're dying but come on still it's just the way it's said is ridiculous but um I, the one part I liked was, yeah, I liked the part with the, um, maybe we should just tell them, I wish they would have. Mm-hmm. I really wish they would have. It would have been more interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think, and, and also, you know, that at the moment, what they leave them with is is the sort of belief that the Alliance are far in advance of them, mm-hmm. which I think is much more dangerous in some ways than the, the knowledge that aliens exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think they should have said it at the end. They might not have changed their mind. They may still have hung them and hmm. investigated them, you know. But, um, yeah, I think they made a mistake there. I think in the end, it, they needed to be honest because the the other option is that their enemies are, are going to destroy them in no time at all, which, you know, is is probably more dangerous for a, for a military organisation to feel like that way hmm. and, and for, you know, for... So yeah, I think they should have said. That. I think you're right. 
would it have been more interesting to have had maybe an alliance spy on the base who breaks them out and so we got to see the other side of the argument maybe find out that the alliance maybe has some plans in place and that things are going to escalate no matter what so regardless of what the mm. the impact would have been so at least to us the list the the watchers are alleviated that actually they didn't really screw up too much they were already going to annihilate each other is it's it's going to be forgotten history you know it's going to be in the dust in a matter of weeks because they're going to completely wipe each other out um do you think we should have seen that maybe had that as as viewers it could have been interesting <laughs> it could have yeah it would have been nice to see because we are only seeing one side's point of view so mm. you don't really know what if these are the actual bad guys you don't know mm. you know um but then that would have drawn out this episode even longer so <laughs> i'm glad they didn't <laughs> uh yeah yeah well now we're going to another trope and with the rescue we've had build up build up build up build up build up we've had lots yeah. of people exposition loads of setup for an episode and it's all resolved really quickly with a dashing rescue people jumping out of cloaked ships firing away with invisible hands that aren't invisible um you know shooting this shooting that uh archer then goes gung-ho and off on his own straight down a corridor um placing this thing that's under guard with only two guards who are very quickly shot away he steals the stuff gets back in the shuttle and off they go done very, very quick. Very quick resolution to the episode. Do you think it should have had a bit more pace to it? A bit more interest? Maybe something a little bit more, maybe? I think I know where Christine's going on this. Benny Hill theme song music? <laughs> is what is happening? <laughs> kind of would have, would have made it more fun. It would have been a notch. It was just the, the the shooting acting, the way they fell, and can't, uh, uh, I can't. I mean, nobody's gonna see me making that move, but uh, yeah, it it was just it was like every other fight scene in here. It was just like get to it, let's get out of here, you know, kind of situation. <laughs> there was nothing, and then him running to get the papers, which I understand the the X rays and the communicator and everything, but it was the like I said, Benny Hill music would have made it better. so the thing i noticed most about this episode this this scene was how much it looked like the place where they landed in um shadows of pajem strange that isn't it yeah Yeah, almost like they they might have used the set again yes (laughs) (laughs) didn't move a tree around just leave it in the same spot (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, shadows of pajem detained you name it they've reused that set a hundred times and, yep. and the bit that really got to me, this is this is the um, Reed Trid. They admire my folks and they give away the dogs with minutes and we go anger in my hand. Awfully nice. Um, the bit with when he hands the, the captain, the, the I think he's a communicator again. Mm-hmm. It, it just, it, re- a, it really reminded me of the end of some TOS episodes where they have that little joke. <laughs> you know, it's a little sort of, you know, and and just like oh god, it was it was, it was so cheesy. I'm you know, I've tried to a degree to defend this episode a little bit because I do quite like it. Mm-hmm. But I think with Christine, <laughs> this moment she she is um, validated by this moment because it is just so cheesy. It's just <laughs> so bad. The 
just the whole thing of it is awful. <laughs> and I'm I'm sort of glad they didn't finish the episode on it. Mm-hmm. It, it felt like they were gonna that was gonna be the end of the episode, wasn't it? it, it they could have easily cut there. Yep. And that would have been it. And it would have been, oh, God, you know, the worst way to end the episode. But, I mean, they didn't do much better at the end, to be fair. But, yeah. So that mm-hmm. was what I really remember about this. Is A, it was Shadows of a Gem, and B, it was uh, the worst joke ever. <laughs> what I got out of that scene was that Reed was being a real dick to Archer. Yeah. Like, like making him feel bad that, oh, look, you lost this and all this kind yeah. of When Archer was really nice to him in the <laughs> earlier parts of the episode, he wasn't going to flog him. He wasn't going to reprimand him he's not going to demote him he's not going to make a mark on his permanent record he's been more than nice to him and yeah and reed's just being a dick and like yeah you made me feel bad about it. well no actually he didn't he didn't make you feel bad at all he was perfectly yeah, the look lovely. on his face <laughs> just terrible terrible but and and also the scene before just saying you don't have to kill reed he's my tactical officer yes. he you know keep him alive now we've seen archer make some big swings like there's no consistent thing about his character the one thing i've been trying to pick up the one thread that i think is there is papa archer he always looks after the crew that's the only thing that's been consistent from season one up to this point so at least there was one thing that he was doing that is at least an archerism where he's desperate to try and keep his crew alive he doesn't care if he dies but you know savory because he could tell you about troop deployments and things like that so at least there was a nice uh, character element even if it was completely underwritten by reed being a dick to him uh, at the end of the rescue um last scene is in archer's ready room they're going to go to a blue giant uninhabited nice change of pace at least no archer abductions unless a son has got a set of head hand uh, cuffs and wants to punch him in the kidneys and um yeah they took a calculated risk to go and get them back, but to Poe is surprised that you were going to give your life to support or protect the culture. Um, sick bay, wah, wah, there's a hole in his hand. Yeah, that's a joke. Um, right, end of the episode. Any other thoughts on the episode? Christine, any other vitriol? By all means, please go for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, honestly, I... I'm glad they didn't leave it on the last scene that the, you know, the previous scene where they took off from this with the ship, but this wasn't any, like you said, it wasn't any better. Like, you're just like, what just happened here? This whole episode was like getting, (laughs) was like getting punched in the stomach and slapped in the face repeatedly. Like you like this, just keep watching it. It's going to get better. I promise and getting another slap in the face. No, the slap will feel better next time and getting hit again. How about 30 years in the break or maybe a good flogging? It's, it was, it's just one, one bad scene after the next where you just had that one little glimmer of hope in that one small, probably two minute scene. (laughs) <laughs> and it let me down time and time and time again. Um, the hole in the hand thing was just like, seriously, just we've got extra money. So let's waste it on this hole in the hand. Like that was dumb. It wasn't necessary. I'm like, oh, you kind of situation. <laughs> like, is that what it's supposed to be? Like, I don't know where they're going with the writers. Were they on LSD when they were writing this? I thought this was great. <laughs> Or did they let their five-year-old write it? I don't know. <laughs> that is something we've been finding. Yeah, for at least season one, definitely. Uh, Dan, any other thoughts before we move on? Um, no, not really. I think we've pretty much covered everything, to be fair. Um, <laughs> I, I, I come into this episode ready to defend it, and I still defend it to a degree, but I think um, 
yeah, I've I've seen I've seen the air of my ways a little bit through our conversation. I think um, I'm not quite as kind to it as I was before. With our expert communicator, uh, yes. Christine. There we go. Right. So that is the episode, and we are going to go into our criteria. So the first in our L car system after L is C for consequences. Now there's no timey wimeyness, so we're not doing continuity this week. But uh, consequences. What? from this episode could go on to shape the Federation. Is there protocols being drawn up because of this episode? Uh, we'll start with Christine. <laughs> um, consequences, just, you know what, to not further infect a, and I know that's the wrong word that they didn't use that, uh, infect a, you know, civilization to make it worse, just leave what's there because they're not going to know what to do with it anyhow. So that might be something that they say is just let it be unless it's going to harm that those those people then go back in. But if they don't know what it is, leave it, mm-hmm. you know, because if like it is, if they haven't seen the atom split the atom yet. They're not going to know how to use this stuff, not going to even know what it is. Um, so, yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> that's a good one. Dan. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess. Again, with with um, enterprise and with with Star Trek in general, there's always that thing, you know. They, you know, why go back? Let's see what the consequences are. Mm-hmm. I think the consequences for the the planet would be really interesting. You know, we we talked about that through the episode. You know, the you know do, does it lead to to peace because it, they're sort of equal with each other, or does it lead to war because they're you know that sort of so that would be interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Consequences, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just don't lose your bloody communicator. <laughs> just you know check i think you said it right at the beginning then you know check when you get on the on the plane <laughs> check that you've got your communicator you know and if you haven't then then sort it out you know and 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 rather than sending people down beam it away yeah that'd yeah. be my consequences that's what i would do beam it up yeah yeah beam it up and you know and just save all this hassle I said the beaming thing when you mentioned it in the beginning. I never said anything. I was just like, "That's would have been a smart idea." Exactly. Right? Yeah. Would yeah. I? I mean, this will come into alterations as well. But you know, would it have made a better episode if we hadn't gone back down to get it? And the whole episode was them worrying about trying to beam it back up again, having all these conversations about contamination, all this sort of stuff, and they're watching the broadcasts coming up from you know. The, the planet as you know secrets get let out that they found this weird bit of technology they're going to do stuff and the alliance have sent a spy in and now they found out about it and they're sharing the technology almost watching it from afar and seeing things deteriorate and they're learning their lessons without any punches to the kidney without any problems without any uh, uh any weirdness or uh, uh potential further contamination um but yeah the consequences when we're just looking at consequences protocols so teach your officers to pat themselves down before getting back on the shuttle pod or beam out. Um, uh, don't contaminate a culture at all. So definitely don't start lying about enhanced soldiers and things like that. So maybe just stay quiet completely. Pretend you're uh, mute. I don't know. Um, I can't think of anything else because this planet isn't exploring the stars. It's not going to change anything. They're not an empire. Uh, we're not going to see impacts on other species or anything like that. So other than, you know, normal prime directive talk i can't see any big consequences from this yeah. um 
alterations and expansions. Now, I think uh, you can say the whole episode, Christy. That's entirely up to you. But alterations is when we want to change something. We, you know, would we want to have seen this scene done better or something like that? Expansions is more about, you know, would we want to come back to this society 500 years? But let's say disco. We've been using disco quite a lot, actually, lately. A thousand years in the future from this episode, would we want to see this species and what happened to them? You know, is the communicator incident a big thing in their history or is it something that just got breezed over and forgotten and nobody knows about it? So alterations or expansions, Christine. Well, besides the saying that, yes, the whole episode <laughs> needs to be fixed, you, you called me on that because that was something I knew. But um, I think, honestly, you know, the uh, if they had expanded upon the fact of maybe, like I said, it, telling them who they were, and then go a thousand years in the future mm-hmm. could have gone back. That could have helped their civilization. It could have stopped a war instead of started it. Mm-hmm. It could have advanced this civilization to the point where they are now a thousand years in the future now helping, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, um, you know, enterprise or d- disco or wherever the case may be, they're actually mm-hmm. part of, of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that would have been interesting to, let that happen let them see the alien civilization because it would have given them that curiosity to want to go up into the stars because they don't mm-hmm. seem like they want to mm-hmm. right now so I, I like this episode i'm gonna still stick up for it and say <laughs> i like it so i don't think it needs too much alteration i think it needs what i suppose we could start to call um standard enterprise alteration <laughs> there are some standard sort of things that don't really work with enterprise and there's some you know so a little bit more pace um just a little bit more sort of dread or not dread um fret you know mm-hmm. there was a little bit of that with them being taken to to be hung and stuff but you know there was no sort of build up to that and not really there wasn't any sort of you know it only they literally got the sort of noose around the neck and next thing there is the, the ships arrived, you know, so there's no sort of, sort of, you know, the, the countdown to them being hung or anything, you know. Um, but I, I quite like it because I think it is, it's a good Star Trek episode in that it's, you know, there's a sort of, there's a problem that they deal with. I think I've said this, this so many times, but it's true. You know, what enterprise does do, when it does when it does a good episode or a decent episode what it does do is it 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 follows that TOSE type sort of model where it where there's a there's a setup there's a there's a bit in the middle and there's a res- resolution mm. um i'm not saying that they necessarily do it well all the time but i think you know it, it does work in that way so it's, it's it's a very classic way of telling a star trek story mm. um so I wouldn't make too many alterations. I think actually, I mean, you know, we we we've watched a few real clunkers lately, and this isn't a clunker. I think Christine, I think um, if you went back and watched some of series one and series two, you'd probably realise that actually this is a pretty good enterprise episode, <laughs> and maybe you you would be more yeah, forgiving. Yeah. But um, yeah, so for me, this is this is a pretty decent enterprise episode. It isn't the best Star Trek ever. It isn't, you know great or anything like that but it's not bad so i would leave it alone more or less i think hmm. interesting i yeah, um i would leave the scenes as they are but i would just want to just 
tweak them just a little mm-hmm. bit. As I was saying, um, coming back and watching this um, a third time to do the notes, I watched it and enjoyed it the first time because I kind of had that hazy nostalgia of watching it the first time and kind of enjoying it compared to some of the real clunkers we've already seen this season. You know, this was a nicer episode. It had that sort of Star Trek theme to it. We've lost the communicator, all this sort of stuff. And then gradually watching it again and again and knowing what's coming, I was, this scene's coming and then that's going to go out of there. And I was like, oh, just get on with it. Come on, come on. I want to get to the good stuff. I want to get to the, the conversation about um, do we contaminate them further? Could it be good for them? Look what the Vulcans did to us. You know, I just want a little bit more. But overall, I think I would want to change one thing and make Trip's invisibility be a thing. It really wound me up. I don't know why, but if you're introducing something, even as a comedic thing, just have him think, well, a minute, I'm invisible. I could go down onto the planet in this invisible ship, go and steal everything back. They would know I was there. Um, I could break them out of jail and no one would be any the wiser. And we could have kind of like an interesting swap team kind of um, rescue plan as opposed to the let's just go down there, phasers blazing and, and hopefully we'll get them. Um, there's no problem. You know, they get, they're going to get hung, you know, be fine. Um, I just feel like there should have been something done with what happened in the episode. They had the CGI budget to do it. Why not just work it in there? And they're filming an invisible person. They could just have the camera going that way. You don't have to see him. You don't have to have like a shimmer so we know he's there. Just literally with a bit of a sound effect as the camera goes along and we're hearing him walking across. The Foley guys get loads of work because they get to crunch all the all the, the uh, stones and everything, and shoes and things. I just wanted something a little bit more. So this episode is a nice, basic TOS-y uh, problem, problem solved kind of episode, but I just wanted something a little bit more as far as um, the delivery, I guess. Uh, right. From uh, alterations and expansions, we go to recommendations. Now, First Strand, do we recommend to Star Trek fans? Is it a good example of a Star Trek episode, Christine? For this series? <laughs> uh, I suppose off of what you guys say. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I've watched I watched it because you, you know, to be on here and everything and do this, but also I like to complain, but going, you know, going back to if it the pace was better, maybe I would have liked it more if it was a little quicker and mm. the conversations were a little better. Mm. So I, I generally would tell somebody to watch it, a Star Trek fan, and mm. decide whether they like it. Because my opinion is not going to be liked by everyone, you know, or, or what I think of something. Because the way I see things is a little differently. So I would tell them to watch it. Um, but you know, warn them as well to, you know, have some coffee, <laughs> make sure they have somebody there to slap them in case they fall asleep. Um, <laughs> you know, just a little zapper to wake them up. Um, so yeah, to, to Star Trek fans, I, I'd warn them, but you know, they need to stay awake because that was very difficult for me. So, um, and yeah. to non-Star Trek fans, are we doing that one yet? Uh, yeah, we could go straight to non. Yeah, if you want to do non-Star Trek fans. I, I, I would not tell them to watch this at first. I, I would. <laughs> they would never watch another episode. They would think this is what Star Trek is. <laughs> that is not a good way to start. So to non-Star Trek fans, I would probably suggest them watch elsewhere, other <laughs> episodes or 
other people in the episodes, just not this episode. <laughs> Dan, your two recommendations. Um, yeah. Um, yes, I would recommend to Star Trek fans because, as again, I, I quite like this one. So um, I think you have to stand up for what you like and, and say, you know, I think this is a good one. I've, again, you know, the, what is... What is interesting, this is definitely one of the best season two episodes, I think. Mm. And again, we haven't, you know, we right. haven't got through to the, the next one, but from memory, from, you know, I would say this is one of the better ones, actually, mm-hmm. which uh, <laughs> maybe yeah. says, something, says something in itself, you know, but um, yeah, non Star Trek fans. <sighs> no, I don't think so. I think, again, I think maybe one that if you, wanted to get into enterprise mm. if you wanted to make that effort and sort of think i've got to make an effort to try to do this yeah then maybe it's a decent place to start but because you don't need to know too much about the crew really there's not sort of there's no sort of running there's no yeah. nothing that, that's sort of overrunning from episodes that you need to know to to they, they literally arrive at a planet do the thing and go away again so yeah it's a sort of yeah, not an immediate one, but it's a if you if you want to get into enterprise, maybe give it a go. Yeah, but you know, be warned as as Christine says, be warned that actually the rest of the season is is maybe not quite as good as this. <laughs> um, I've just got to go and check something. I think something switched on in my kitchen. Hang on a second, two seconds. Okay. It really is true. This is honestly is one of the better episodes. I promise you. That's that's a scary that's a scary thought. So, but I'm glad if I do want to watch it. You said not, you know, yeah. start season three. Yeah, watch the last episode of season two because that sets up season three. Okay. Yeah. And then season I, three onwards. Yeah. I would yeah. probably if I started watching the first. I guess I could watch the first two seasons if I need to fall asleep and I can't fall asleep. Yeah. It's a, it's good sleeping material. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it makes me angry watching. <laughs> As you can tell certain things that I'm just like, why and how was this thought of as okay? And it doesn't start good because you've got that theme song, which really, yeah. oh, it's really bad, just it? hits me wrong. I, yeah. And I know it's not just me, but it hits me really, really wrong. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's such a, I mean, that was such a bad decision. And I'm sure that some of the hatred that, that Enterprise gets is because of that theme song. You, you know, people sort of, they can't get past that to actually sort of let the series have a go, you know, give it a go. But uh, yeah, it's, it's awful. Cause isn't it, really it the is. only a Star Trek theme song that actually has words that they like sold out basically with. Yeah. The yeah. other ones are all very instrumental. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think yeah. that's what partially ruins it for yeah. people is like what you sold out on this one because of why, what, what, yeah. what's the point? Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. It's it's just, yeah, it's oh, it's a bad start. Yeah. Sorry, little drama there. Um, Are yeah, you smoke, burning down or anything? Yeah, smoke alarm just went off. Uh, the cat oh, really? just set off the uh, the um, oven. Oh, uh, yeah. She must have uh, walked onto the uh, <coughs> onto the um, hob and switched it all oh, on. No. So uh, I'm I'm going to go and uh, put out a fire now. Okay. <laughs> 
No, I've put it all out. It's all good. Um, <laughs> it's just a little bit smoky in here, so I'm just opening That's up the most the dramatic thing we've spoken about all day. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about drama. Yeah, yeah, that should have been in the scene. <laughs> <laughs> they needed a fire. That's it. Um, right, yeah. Some. Um, yeah, there was some plastic left on uh, oh, the hob, and she'd, uh, she must have walked over and switched it on with her paw, and that's been going off. So uh, how long that's been going, I don't know. She's sitting nice and you know, snug on the chair. Uh, right, okay. <laughs> Okay, uh, <clears throat> um, so uh, yes, so uh, we went through uh, recommendations. Your, your recommendations, though, we haven't had yours yet. Yes, there we go. Right, uh, let's get this back on. There we go. Right, yes, so um, recommendations. Uh, yeah, to Star Trek fans, I think it is at its heart a basic Star Trek episode, so it is. Um, a, a play on the Prime Directive, you know, do we contaminate the culture? It's the first real Prime Directive story where it's the Enterprise. Normally it's some other species coming in. Should we look at, you know, um, being good for them? Should we stop, say, another aggressive species taking on a less developed society? So this is really, the, the I think, the first one in Enterprise, at least, where it's them taking responsibility for not contaminating a culture. Um, so it, it's a good first time to see the enterprise crew build their own uh basis i guess their own sort of rules for prime directives and um for that reason i would recommend it because it is the first time you sort of see it in star trek um as far as uh their their, their hands getting burnt for the first time really f- for their own responsibility it's not some other aggressive species they're good to blame on but um yeah, it's it is slow watching it over and over again it is quite slow um so it's it's a tough watch and possibly not the best example of a prime directive story that we have seen in star trek so whether that's tng or anything else um there are better episodes out there so based on the fact that there is better prime directive star trek i don't think i could recommend it as a good example of star trek episodes but dan did point out I think it is possibly one of the better ones of season two. And uh, we've had a little look through IMDb, haven't we? And sort of looked at the the titles of these episodes to come up. And, uh, oh, God, there's some real clunkers coming up in our future. And uh, season two is going to be a real slog, real long road to get to The Expanse, the final episode for this um, this season. Oh, God, I really, really hope that uh, it gets better. Oh, God. Right. Um, uh, to non-Star Trek fans everyone had something to do i mean travis uh at least was you know told to pilot this um cloaked ship and uh, trip gets an invisible hand so there's something there you know maybe he's the comedy character if you've never seen star trek before yeah you could go and go with trip this texan floridian as we've just found out um uh <laughs> you've got arch you've got reed uh to pole isn't really her peak to pole I mean, she, she does a bit of Vulcan explaining at the beginning and she sort of then wraps up the episode by saying you were very admirable in what you did, but ultimately, it's, there, again, there's better episodes for every character that we've got. Phlox doesn't really do very much beyond saying, you've got an invisible hand, isn't that funny? That That's it. The best character in the whole series and Phlox, the Doctor, is still, I think, the best character um, as far as we've gone so far um, because he doesn't really get much. Yeah, I'm going to say no to a recommendation to non-star trek fans 
because they have something to do, but it's still not the best. It's still not really, really good. Uh, but the best for season two, which is, is that a good thing? I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> is it only good by, by association with all the other parts of season two? I don't know. Yeah. But that's it. Um, that's it for our ratings criteria then. Uh, thank you very much, Christine, for being our guest. Yep, uh, thank you. I, again, uh, plug the artwork. Uh, how can people find you? Where have they seen you? Um, you can go on all streaming platforms and see me in A Bad President with Eddie Griffin. And um, you can follow me at Chrissy Zabo, S-Z-A-B-O-80 at, on Instagram. Or my art is, I have to look, Christine Zabo Art is also on Instagram. Those are where you can see me. Excellent. Uh, and Dan with Academic Trek uh, yes. any episodes coming up anything going yes possibly yes I've sort of begun working on one um, in my usual sort of uh, this is like a repeating segment really isn't it it's, um, <laughs> I'm getting there there will be one coming yes at some point definitely uh, yes <laughs> I promise <laughs> yeah this is late April so you got you got time oh, yeah, right. sure oh yeah hopefully yeah yeah hopefully exactly then, yeah, that's, yeah. Fine. that's fine um Perfect. Excellent. Um, as always, you can always check out our sister show, which is Nexus Nights, where it's just Dan and I just shooting shit and talking about anything in Star Trek in general, not just in timeline order, as we are doing with the show here. Uh, and uh, yeah, check out Christine on Cosmic Pizza, the other podcast I'm on uh, with the po- uh, Cosmic Pizza guys, which is uh, Paul and Sean. And we're over on the ESO network with that show. Uh, and also check out our other podcast, which is the Epsilon 3. So loads of podcasts. Everyone's got a podcast. You get a podcast and you get a podcast. Um, and uh, I'm still plugging along trying to get this one with my my son started. Uh, yes. Monsters, my middle child and me, where it's me and my middle child. And we talk about all of the monsters on the internet that he finds out about on YouTube clips and all this kind of stuff. And we sort of sit down and say, you know, it's not really scary. It's fine. It's just all made up. And we kind of talk it through. Uh, it's like, oh, I dad. listened to that the other day. Oh, was it any good? Did, did, did I, I enjoyed it actually. I had no idea what was going on, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> to be brutal, I enjoyed the sort of the, the, the interaction between you, you two. It was really nice actually. But what he was talking about with these monsters, I had no idea at all. So, um, yeah. yeah. And with <laughs> my son. Yeah. yeah. No, there's there's this YouTube thing of um, you know like Slender Man and all the kind of YouTube kind of things that come out of it. Well, there's this other thing called the SCP Foundation where it's uh, a, a group, a military organization, shadowy uh, organization. Maybe they captured someone who fell out the sky and uh, realized they had red blood and all this kind of stuff. Um, bring it back to the episode. Uh, but yeah, it's this organization that captures monsters and they they classify them as SCP and then a series of numbers. And they're all really weird and stuff, but they're just based on other legends from like the Greeks and the Romans and all this sort of stuff. Um, so he talks to me about this for like 20 minutes and just tell, tells tells me all the stuff. Look, Dad, I've seen this on, on YouTube. So I figured, right, let's do a show about it. He tells me what the monster is. And then I try and break it down with him about, you know, well, actually, that's what the Greeks believed. And they had this monster and it's kind of the same thing. You know, uh, Medusa used to turn people to stone. Well, this monster turned people to stone and try and break it down and just say it's just just more stories. That's all it is. Nothing to be scared of, uh, because, you know, you could see parents getting quite alarmed you could see that, you know, that parent who really gets uh, outraged about stuff like this on the internet. So I figured, why not have a podcast and just calm it down? Um, but yeah, fingers crossed we're going to have more of those as well coming up. All right. 
all that remains then is set up for the next episode join us next week providing my house hasn't burnt down um for uh season three episode 35 of the podcast and season two episode nine of enterprise as we go to singularity uh that ring any bells dan mm, no no <laughs> no. Um, uh, no it doesn't we even talked about this the other day didn't we we did a, we did a <laughs> nexus nights going through the netflix descriptions and i still can't remember anything about it <laughs> so that um, doesn't bode well does it really yeah we're heading towards a black hole in this episode oh yes 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 i'm with you yeah which could lead to some timey wiminess because we're not starting the episode at zero minutes zero seconds you have to start the episode if you're watching it completely in order at two minutes and 33 seconds so join oh, us really? next week right. at two minutes 33 seconds for this episode and um yeah we'll see you in the next time stream yep thanks for joining us thanks christine much yeah. appreciated bye bye all right I hope you've enjoyed the show. Please remember to like, subscribe and review wherever you listen to it. If you would like to be a guest in the future or give feedback, you can contact me by either searching for the Temple Trek Podcast Facebook page or find me on Twitter at Rider underscore Coattail. Also search the Temple Trek Podcast. You can also find me on Instagram at Daniel underscore Hitch underscore Writer. Scripted elements of the show or a work of pure fan fiction, and any views and opinions expressed in the episode discussions are my own or that of the guest. They do not reflect the rights holders of Star Trek. Any Star Trek sound effects or music are used under the terms of fair use and are not my own work. The intro music, Birthright by Audio Binger, is royalty-free from the Free Music Archive. Check out their work and others at freemusicarchive.com. The Temple Trek is a free podcast with no Patreon or sponsorship. However, if you would like to support the show, you can find my books by searching Daniel Peter Hitch on Amazon. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you in the next time stream. Uh, stop. That's my clapper. That's good. Right, I can sync all the audio, audio up from that one. Uh, did you want right. me to send you a copy of the recording? Have you been able to record? Uh, Christine, he I didn't record. Said... I didn't even think about it. So yes, if you can send me one, that would be great. Because mm -hmm. I'll I'll try to clip certain little tiny like thirty second things out, or even if they're a minute, just a conversation we had. Yeah. Because that would be fun to put on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Why not? I watched a short, stupid video I had of my cat get a bunch of people liking it. Oh wow! So I was like, and I'd never seen that happen before because I usually don't post. Mm -hmm. videos that long so i was like oh okay that's right they're, that's where they're talking about people are getting it's getting shown on facebook and instagram so yeah plus it would be fun to have and watch so i could clip out because i wasn't i was watching you guys when i was reacting to things so i, or I was closing <laughs> my eyes when i close my eyes to describe things it's because i'm usually angry by it <laughs> <laughs> typical female like don't mess with me but, <laughs> Yeah, no, I had fun with it. I'm glad we all kind of had different opinions on it rather than all agreeing. Mm -hmm. But I changed you a little yeah. bit. <laughs> so. you know, this isn't the first time where we've sort of really enjoyed the recording much more than we've enjoyed the episode. <laughs> it's much more fun talking about it than watching it sometimes. So. Yeah. Well, you get somebody else's opinion. And for me, it's a little different too because I watch it from like an actor's perspective yeah. so it drives me insane to see bad acting. Like I've literally, since I started acting, I, I watched stuff like those Christmas 
movies. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't watch this. I've left the room. I'm visiting my mom, sitting there watching the movie. I can't watch this. Tell me when it's over. I go in the kitchen and play on my phone. I can't watch it. It makes me so angry. But I sat through the episode, but I'm definitely, if I decide to, because I wanted to watch something new, but not new. Yeah. I'll start with the last episode of season two, if I'm going to watch it, because I'm glad you said that, because if I watched the first two episodes, I'd be like, I hate this now. I can't watch anything, because I've watched every (laughs) other season so far, except I haven't, I need to catch up on the, on Disco, because I haven't caught up on that yet, Mm. but, Mm. because they're in season Four. Five or four, four, four now? Yeah. Okay. yeah. So only, I only, I haven't caught up on that. I've watched, I think, the first two seasons and then I haven't watched it after that. <laughs> Fair so, enough. No, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it, we found season four has been slow because it took its time sort of setting everything up. Um, they're really taking their joy in setting up these big premises, pretty much like this episode, you know, spend most of the time getting to the point and then one big wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, rescue at the end. You know, this is kind of where this season has gone as well. But the the last fight few episodes, better. yes, yeah, the fight <laughs> scenes are better. Yes, I can promise you that the fight scenes are much, much better. Um, yeah, and but the last three episodes, I think, have been the strongest for the whole season. So, yeah. that you know, there's still two, three more to go. So there's three more left on there. So, yeah, very good, very good. Cool. Thank you. I'm glad to be on here. And if you guys ever, you know, want me to come back, I'll drudge through another episode if need be. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring you back. We'll bring you back for the expanse. Yes, we'll do the last episode yeah. for season two. It's like, yeah, that'd do, you be think, cool, yeah. do you think it got better? You know, do you think? That yeah, that would be a good idea. Yeah. Because yeah. then I could be like, okay, now I can watch it now. Okay. It did get better than the piece of crap that I saw. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we will let you go to sleep. You can yes. yeah, finally get to bed. Um, uh, but thank you very much, Kristen. Thank no you. Problem. Yeah, pretty. You guys have a good day. Great. You Take too. care. Bye, Dan. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.